In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I am Kimberly Lewis, your host, and my goal is to make you aware of the best leadership practices, leadership trends, and thoughts around leadership. We also talk a lot about business issues, business issues that leaders need to be aware of in order to lead their businesses successfully in today's global marketplace. And today, what we're going to talk about is leadership issues and gender issues. Now, we have listeners from all over the globe, and today I'd like to say good morning or good afternoon or good evening to all our listeners, wherever you may be listening from. So what's this series about? Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked everything about everything from business issues, such as artificial intelligence and data protection, to gender issues, which we're going to be talking about today, as well as we've talked about generational management and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series and listen to us weekly. You can listen to great advice, leadership success stories where you can learn from, success stories that can motivate you, stimulate new year, new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. Now, I invite you to reach out to me, connect with me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Tell me what you want to hear about. I'd love to hear from you, and please drop me an email. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure that you take away something useful for either yourself or your business. Now, on to today's episode. I don't know, listeners, did you realize, I'm not sure if our listeners realize, that women make up around 50% of today's workforce in many countries and 40% of the workforce worldwide. But sometimes these statistics can also be quite surprising. For example, countries like Mozambique, Congo, and Guana lead the statistics of women in the workforce with over 50% women in the workforce. And other countries, right here in the European Union, where I'm broadcasting from, countries like Malta, seem to be dragging behind a little bit with only 37% of women in the workforce. And I personally find that surprising with all the European initiatives that are going on. But in most countries, such as in the United States, it's hard to find an organization that has less than a 50% gender mix. But unfortunately, these statistics do not always reflect, and actually they do not reflect, the percentage mix of gender in executive management. As of 2016, our Fortune 500 companies had only 4.2% gender diversity, and 
listeners, that's not 4.2% men. <laughs> okay, so those statistics are quite different from the statistics of the amount of women that are in the workforce. So what's happening? Are women not preparing themselves? Are we not preparing ourselves correctly? Do we not have enough opportunities available? Or has the system just not shifted enough? Now, I remember I grew up in a family where my mother worked. My mother was the VP of a university years ago when women were not really prevalent in university administration. And she always told me it was quite a lonely job. But as I lived my own career, I found that things really didn't shift that much. It was still quite a lonely job. But I also did have more opportunities and more chances, and I tried to change things. But the question is, are they changing as quickly as we want them to change? And what can we women do to help instigate more change. Now, our guest today has thought about this subject a lot. And like myself, she has experienced a hard climb up the career ladder herself. So our guest today is Maria Norris, the CEO and founder of MariaNorris.com, a company dedicated to helping women achieve their career goals with style and confidence. With a distinguished career in finance, Maria has successfully navigated the male-dominated business world, working her way up from an entry-level assistant to a senior vice president. She draws on her three decades of experience in corporate world to help empower women and help them pursue their highest goals and blossom into everything they can be. She is also the author of the book, Unspoken Code, a businesswoman's no-nonsense guide to making it in a corporate world. Now, this book's available on Amazon. It's a bestseller, and it has a five-star rating. So I'm really happy to have Maria here on the show today. So welcome. Thank you, Kimberly, and uh, nice to be here and, and, and an honor to be here to not only speak with you, but many women around the world. Okay, great. So let's just, let's start a little bit, um, if you can tell me a little bit about your, tell our listeners a little bit about your story. You know, um, what, what's, what's your past and then how did you decide that, that you wanted to help other women? Yes, I, I had a very unconventional uh, upbringing, which of course I'm sure a lot of us have had. And uh, my father was actually a funeral director and we had a family funeral home. And we were often talking about investments, uh, stock investments. And so I didn't know that stock investments or the financial markets were really run by men. And this is now in the 70s. And I knew that I wanted to do something in the corporate market. I thought at one time I wanted to be a corporate attorney. But I had a little uh, side uh, a sidebar in my growing up, and uh, my family uh, sort, of, sort of took different directions when I was a teenager. And I ended up uh, being in survival mode, uh, left home at the age of 16 in a uh, marriage that I shouldn't have been in. And I went across the world and lived right by the DMZ with a gentleman in the service uh, for two years. And when I came back from this, uh, I, after two, two and a half years, 
I ended up realizing I made a major mistake for a lot of reasons, but I was on my own and my husband was abusive to me and I had just had a boy, a little baby boy. So I left the relationship with no, nothing on my, really no clothes on my back, uh, just, or I should say just the clothes on my back and with my son and I knew I had to survive. So I went back to my, my hometown, the house was sold, I was totally 100% on my own, uh, no family support, nor any child support, and I had to survive. And what I knew best was finance, and my father suggested that I go in to be a stockbroker. And I felt that that's where the direction that I felt comfortable with and I wanted to go. Well, I went in for an interview in a brokerage firm and didn't understand why there were 95 male stockbrokers <laughs> and yeah. not one woman. So I ended up uh, making sure that, and I didn't know better, quite frankly, and I think that was a real asset in my situation. I just plowed ahead and went, went forward. So at that point, um, over the years, I realized how many women were, uh, were not being given the opportunity and not having the confidence to go after what they wanted. And re- re- looking at women year after year and seeing the ones that were successful and the ones that weren't so successful. And I knew that that was my life dedication, that I had to help women help themselves. Mm-hmm. And once you, uh, that's a really interesting story. And I'd like to stay in that for a minute um, because you kind of you kind of got pushed into this a little bit um, when you uh, started your career. Then how did you decide once you got in there how far you wanted to go? Because one of the things I see women struggle with a lot is once they get into that career, get on that career ladder, um, they have a difficulty, maybe it's the confidence, maybe it's other reasons, deciding on how far they want to go. How did you decide that? I decided that for a different reason. My reason was more in the line of not, not having any other options. Mm-hmm. And I knew I had to make it work, which meant, which meant that I had to figure it out. So what I see in women coming into any business is that it's so challenging for them because they're in school and they're with their, with their uh, classmates and they're all the same age and they have a different age generation. And they walk into the business world thinking it's going to be the same as it was when they were in university. Mm-hmm. And it's not the case. They walk in and all of a sudden they're being disenchanted greatly because they're not dealing with people their age. They're dealing with many men that are in four different generations. Mm-hmm. And they're dealing with 70-year-olds. And they're dealing with 60-year-olds. And they're dealing with alpha personalities that they have never seen before. And they're being pushed. And they're being pushed hard. And they be- become very frustrated. They become feeling like they're invisible. And if they even talk about having a family, well, gosh, they're pushed back to the, the back, uh, back at the end of the, the line. And, and I don't think that a lot of women are given the direction that they need to, to be aware of what they're going into. Because when women are aware, that empowers them. That empowers them to say, okay, this is what I've heard about and this is how I'm going to position myself versus going in blindly and being shocked at the treatment. Mm-hmm. And and what you're talking about the four different generations, so that's it's a very good point because those generations are going to have different conceptions of what 
possibly was considered historically a woman's place. Okay? Now, do you think that we have shifted some of those conceptions or do you think those conceptions are still out there? It's a or mix. misconceptions. <laughs> yes, definitely misconceptions. Uh, it, it's a real mix, Kimberly. And what we're looking at is, and this is why it's so important for women to know this, is it depends on the situation. I tell women, check your environment out. If you have a, a if you're in, in, in uh, interviewing for a company, check the company out well before you go in. Are the are the, your is your boss that if he is a male, does he have a, a wife at home that's never worked outside the home and he may not be open to the idea that you are really uh, you're really available to be there and to make a success as a woman and being able to handle both sides of it, or are you in a position that you're working with a gentleman? That may have that may be very supportive of women. So I say, really, you know, check that out before you really go into an interview. And if you can't, and you find that you know that shifts change in management, and now you have a different situation, really gear yourself up to being aware of who you're working with, and and really try to seek out companies that are more proactive in hiring women and supporting women uh, throughout their career. Mm-hmm. And and going back going back to your story, um, obviously you you managed that as you were going, and you talk a little bit about you know the workspace, creating space. So you were a mom, you had a career, and you had to make it. How do you create space in your life for a work life balance? Yeah, you know it, that's I I it, we have to have humor on this one. Because it is a must that we do take care of ourselves, and it's and we have a lot of balls that we're juggling, and it really boils down to really becoming creative and having superior time management. And I dedicate a whole section in my book called the Survival Kit. And otherwise, you know, we can, you know, overcome the the stress can overcome us. And if we become in, over in, involved with stress in our lives, then we become ill. And so it's so important to really segment your life and to, and to really be selfish with your time. I talk about time is like diamonds for women. You know, if you have a little sack of diamonds in your hand every day, and who are you going to give the, those diamonds to of your time? And there, is, there are times in your life that you're not going to be giving to charity work, and you have to learn to say no to a lot of things. Say no more than you say yes, because you have to protect your family first, your business and second, and everything else is really sidelines. It's, it's you know, your friends, your demands, your charity, your church, your synagogue, whatever that may be. That is not your first, you know, three or four or five things that are very important as you're building your career. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that really good advice. And I, I the story about how, how you got where you got is really amazing. And I'd like to, we're going to take a short break for a minute. And when we come back. I want to I want to ask you a question because in your book you talk about um, that numbers don't always count and how you can make the system work for you. So I'd like to approach that when we come back from the break. And for our listeners, we are talking to Maria Maria Norris, and she is the author of Unspoken Code: A Businesswoman's Non Nonsense guide to making it in a corporate world and it's available on amazon and if you'd like to reach out to maria i'd like you to first i want to spell it for you her name is spelled m-a-r-j-a okay so please look it up and you can say you can see her on marianorris.com and on twitter under maria 
Norris and Maria Norris Leadership on Facebook and also Maria Norris on Pinterest. So please reach out to her. And I am your host, Kimberly Lewis, a business expert, and you can contact me with questions on leadership beyond borders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group leadership beyond borders or my website leadershipbeyondborders.net and we will be right back from the boardroom to you voice america business network Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CTN CIO Talk Network, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experience with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive, better care for customers, and improve the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CTN CIO Talk Network with Sunjog All at CIO Talk Network. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. I am your host, Kimberly Lewis. And today we are talking with Maria Norris, author of Unspoken Code. Now, before the break, we talked a little bit about, uh, Mari, your story and how to, to, to find the right place in work and how to develop a work-life balance. And I'd like to, to come to a statement that you have in your book. And in your book, you talk about that numbers do not always count. What, what do you mean by that? Numbers are not really what we're seeing here as far as we take a look at the amount of women that are graduating from law school, from uh, as a, a medical school, 
for the MBA programs, it's 60% now of the graduating class are women. So you would think that by now we would be raising the bar or raising the, the numbers as far as in businesses, as CEOs, as um, and, and as uh, corporate boards. And we're not really moving the, the needle. Over the past 10, 15 years, it's really mm-hmm. been quite embarrassing. Uh, and the reason is, for my belief, is uh, so much pushback that women have had and, and the frustration that we've had in the, in the business. And, and a lot of that comes from you know, communication with men uh, because of the in- intimidation that we often feel once we're out and, and, and moving forward. So we really need to let women know that it's so important to stay in the game and to give them the tools that once they're in the game, to keep them in there because they belong there. They belong there and we need to get the, the more leadership up for more women because until we do that, we're really not going to see more support in the lower and the middle size ranks of, mm-hmm. of up-and-coming women. So how, how can we women help make this shift? Um, this, is, this is a pretty big shift. We've been trying to do this for quite a few years. And how, how can we help do that? It's helping women helping each other for one of the one of the areas and what I mean by that is when you're at a table some unfortunately when women get to the table a, a woman in particular in, in CEO or, or whatever whatever executive role that she has and she's oh gosh I've made it there I sure don't want to stir up the you know the the you know ruffle the feathers so to speak by wanting to bring another woman up here I'm, I'm worried about myself and that is the wrong uh, really thought process. We need to shift women to help women. And I don't, I, mean, I, I want women looking at other women as friends, not as frenemies in the business world, because we need to bring more women to the table. We need to really be able to support more leadership in the women's air as a woman, because the more women are that are in leadership, the more benefits a company will make. And I'm not referring to just having more women in there. And yes, it obviously is where, we're, where, we, where the end goal is. But the benefit of women in the business world is the empathy that we bring to the company. The the uh, uh, we're very detail oriented. We're very much relationship building. And when we bring that to a corporation, we actually help the numbers, the bottom line, because statistics show that numbers that uh, that have more women leadership in a company are actually better for the bottom line mm-hmm. financially for the organization. Right. And you talk you talk a little bit does now does this have anything to do with what you talk about the unspoken code? Um, we need to understand that to try to make this shift. Can yeah, so, tell us a little bit tell us a little bit about the unspoken code. Yeah, what is the unspoken code when we think about it and the unspoken code is really the underlying male oriented rules and the expectations in the workplace that nobody is really going to tell you about. Mm-hmm. But if you're not aware of it, it can really hurt you in reference to getting up to the ladder. And it's it's unfair. And it's what no one's talking about out there. Because the rules were originally written by men, for men, in the 80s. And we women started coming into workplace in the 80s. And they were, men were successful on their own right. And they didn't want to stop and take the time because of the difference in the gender communication styles. They don't want to stop and say, well, gosh, you know, let me let me hear what you have to say. They're just going to plow through as they have for the last hundred years in reference to quick decisions and 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 speaking with the men and not really taking the time out to bring women in. 
So we need to understand to be to be able to communicate in such a way that men understand us. Because bottom line, women, is it is our end goal of what we're trying to accomplish. So if we can take the time and learn how to communicate on their turf and, and, and communicate in a style that men understand, because a lot of men don't know better in reference to communicating with women. So we have to help that along because, again, our end goal is to bring more women leadership. So if we can do this and weave that into it, then we'll be benefiting by that. Mm-hmm. And and that's an important point when we start talking about communication because it's not it's not just about communication it's also about some of the behaviors and that unspoken code is is kind of like the old boys club. Oh, it's certainly it's, yeah. So how and that can be that can be kind of depressing also, um, Maya. So how, you know you talk a lot about. I mean, it's tough to understand. You and I have both been there. Um, we've had careers, and and it takes a while to to learn that unspoken code. And one of the things I see is is women get a little bit depressed. Okay, lose confidence when when that unspoken code is not. They can't decipher it immediately. So you talk a lot about attitude um, and and shifting from reaction to action. How how can I how can my attitude help me understand that unspoken code or learn the unspoken code? It's so important for women to have what I call the ABCs, and that is a, a very good attitude, excellent behavior at work, and faking confidence, so confidence, even if they don't have it, and when they bring it to the workplace every single day. And what I look at, and, I, and, and women typically can be more reactive than, than, act, than, than active. Uh, that's just our, our nature because we're reacting to people in our lives, our children, our, our families, health issues, taking care of this and that in our lives, and then bringing over to the workplace. But at the workplace, we really have to be cautious of not being reactive and being act and, and being active. And what I mean by that is being mindful. And I talk about the in the book the triangle of negativity. And so even though we are frustrated, that frustration isn't going to help us at work. I always say, you know, why do you want to be stung twice? If you're in a position, not if, when women are in a position and they become frustrated at work and it is depressing. So that's why we have to lift them up and give them these tools so they can say, okay, got it. That's not going to bother me anymore. Because if a woman is being uh, not, not being given the opportunity, okay, that's a sting. Why, be, why have that chip on her shoulder to take that in and be frustrated? Not that she isn't. Believe me, she should be. At the same time, make it work and say, okay, fine. I'm going to act in this situation. I'm going to take my attitude, I'm going to be over and above this person that uh, that it doesn't want to uh, bring me in, and I'm going to bring myself in. I'm going to lean in, and I'm going to get to this position, or I'm going to get to this person with a positive attitude, and I'm, my behavior at work is going to be perfect, as perfect can be. So there's nothing that they can come back on and say, well, you didn't do this, or you're, walk, you're looking at your phone all day, or this or that. No, I'm there, I'm busy, and I'm doing the right work and I'm going to, even if I have to fake confidence, I'm going to fake it until I make it. And that's one term. I know it's a cliche, but it's so true when you're working with men. They want to see a confident woman. They want to push your buttons to see how much, how far they can push you back. And when they know that they can't push you back, then they'll leave you alone and they'll actually be supportive of you at that point. I know it's, it sounds crazy, 
but it is the way it is. And if we can teach women early in, in their career to, to make light of it, then that will empower them and they'll say, okay, yeah, I read this about you know the situation. I know I can handle this. This is what I need to do. And this is what we talked about here. Okay, check, check, check. I'm involved with this. Now I'm going forward. Mm-hmm. And we talk, it, talk about, you know, confidence and, and being pushed back because you do get pushed back a lot. I mean, it happens all the time. And one of the, one of the pushbacks that, that I've seen is that to come back to that misconception that we're talking about, um, that you can't do everything. Okay. You can't be super person. So if you're in the workplace and you are trying to have a work life balance and you have a family and a job, there's still that misconception out there that you can't do both. So how would you, how do you approach that? Because that's one of the areas where I see a lot of women just saying, Oh, I'm not so sure if it's worth it. I'm getting depressed. I don't know how to communicate in the workplace that I can actually do both. Absolutely. I stress humor because it is something that is going to be a challenge to us and so if we can't change all of this we have to have humor about this and I relate it to like a woman's life is like holding a glass of water with seven holes in that glass (laughs) each representing a segment of our lives for example our health and our kids our work charity friends working out and we have five fingers and there are always going to be two areas, two holes every week that's going to be leaking. Either one week you're going to be having a lot of demands with your business, so you're not going to be working out perhaps, or you're not going to be seeing your friends. The next week it may be a little bit lighter, or you have more uh, children's events that you have to attend to. So have humor and say, okay, this week I know this is going to be leaking. Okay, you know, let it go. And and so I really, really recommend that women just have that in, in that uh, letting it go. And I also propose that a man's world is like, a, for them, they're holding a glass with four holes in it, and they have five <laughs> fingers. I don't know many times that I've heard that a man can't find time for golf. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Uh, let, let, me, let me stay on that for a minute and ask you, um, uh, do you think that that we can really have it all, um, women? Because the higher you go up, the more demanding. I mean, there's things like travel. Um, the, you know, is there a point where you say you have to maybe make a choice because you can't have uh, everything can't be a pr- priority, or do you think there's always a way to find out how to manage that? You know, that's a really great question because that was a question that I had myself in my career looking at other women and thinking, how can they do that? They don't ever seem stressed, and I'm stressed. <laughs> you know, I'm, we all get stressed. And so I, she taught me, uh, Marie, she, Maria is my very dear friend of mine, and she taught me to be crystal clear of my values. And I actually have this in the book. I've dedicated a number of pages to this and exercises. So I teach women, if, if you are exhausted every single day, now I'm not talking, you know, tired, we're all tired at the end of the day, but I'm saying emotionally, day in and day out, totally toast. Then I suggest that you go into your quiet time of, of you know, a couple hours and just write down your top 10, your, your values, don't even go top 10, just your values and put them then, once you have them down and put down 10 of them, 
then I want you to prioritize that and say, what are the top 10, what are your top five? One, two, three, four, five. And then when you are in a position, you know that those top five are really not negotiable. And the, the six through 10, maybe it's working out. Maybe it's seeing your friends. Maybe that will be when you can have time to weave in and out, just like the holding of the, you know, the, the glass with the, with the holes. So if we are crystal clear with our values, and then we know that we are going to be, for example, traveling, maybe this is a good time for me to travel. Maybe my kids are old enough, or I've got a great nanny, or my mother lives in, you know, next door or whatever, mm-hmm. that you have that availability. But if you don't, you're going to be frustrated, and you're going to be more stressed, and it's not good for anybody. An example. One of my dear friends, a high-level executive at IBM, was offered, and she's a single mom, was offered a traveling position when her son, as a single mom, was a, was a teenager. And she said, you know, I'm, I can't do this. It's not going to go with my values of raising my son. And so she went to the company, explained her situation, and wasn't, again, had her ABCs in order, great attitude, great behavior at work, great confidence. And they said, we get it, we understand. They were compassionate about it when she positioned it in the special way that she did. And then now that her son is in, is, uh, in college, uh, now she travels and she was okay. able to go back. So be crystal clear about your values. Great, great, great tips here. So we're going to take another break. Um, and for our listeners, we are talking today with Maria Norris. She is the author of Unspoken Code. Uh, It is available on Amazon. And when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about the practices and the behaviors that we women have to do to get that seat at the table. Um, We've talked a lot about, about some of the obstacles we have to face, but what do we have to do? What kind of behaviors do we have to change to do that? So if you want to reach out to Maria, you can reach her under her website at marianorris.com. And I'm going to spell Maria, that is M-A-R-J-A. And you can send her an email at mnorris at marianorris.com. She's also on Facebook under Maria Norris Leadership and on Twitter at Maria Norris. And I am Kimberly Lewis, your host, CEO and leadership business development expert. And you can contact me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or join our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or come to my website at leadershipbeyondborders.net. And we'll be right back. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Private equity firms have over $1 trillion to invest. They are the biggest funding source for growing companies. Why do they reject 98% of deals? How do you get the right deal for your company? Join Kevin Fechtmeyer and his partners on the Deal Team 6 to uncover the next winning deal and avoid the financial landmines. Deal Junkie, Cracking the Private Equity Code, is broadcast live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. I am your host, Kimberly Lewis. And today we're talking with Maria Norris, the author of Unspoken Code. And before we had the break, we talked about uh, choices, uh, cultural shifts in getting women into the workplace. And what I'd like to, Mario, what I'd like to talk about now is our own behaviors, okay? The behaviors and practices that we women have to do to get that seat at the table. Because, you know, it is also in our control sometimes on, on how we behave. So what are some of those behaviors that you see that we probably need to do a little bit better? It's really about conditioning of our lives. And again, having humor and going into everything that we're doing here as, as women starting their careers is just to know that we are so different. And the perfect example, as I live by a, a school, I live by three schools, and I, when I take my dog for a walk when I get home from work, the kids are out there with football practice, and the boys, and they're young teenagers, and I see the coach just screaming at these boys. I'm talking the veins of their necks are coming, of their necks coming out, and I'm thinking I'm going to turn around. These boys are there, they're sixth or seventh grade are going to be crying. And I turn around, and the boy goes, okay, coach, where do you want me? I'll go over here. I'll go over here. No problem. I got it. And I'm thinking, boy, if that coach was doing that to the girls at field hockey or soccer, it would be a big problem. 
And so we, if we can just remember that we're conditioned differently throughout the years, and when we go into the business, that we are actually on their turf. So it really, if we can take that into our consideration and saying, okay, we have to learn to play ball. And again, when women, young women say, well, gosh, why should I have to do that? Why should I change? If it is in our end goal to be able to go and, and, and be able to communicate in such a way that they understand, that's exactly what we need to do. I relate it to going to France. If you were going to the French countryside and you didn't know any French, you would want to learn the language. And obviously, mm-hmm. if you go into the larger cities, it's not a problem. But once you go to that countryside, it's going to be very different. So you learn the language. Well, the same thing equates here is that learn the language of what you're in. You're dealing with this every single day, not just a vacation. So get good at understanding how men think and to be able to articulate what you want in such a way that is maybe more pointed because men are often more, uh, they're less wordy than we are. They want to get to the point faster. They want to get to the, they don't want to go into too many details. I talk to women and I say, when you're presenting to a gentleman or a business, business situation that is male dominated, Think of it like the newspaper. Give them the headlines. Give them that first paragraph and give them the last paragraph. And then once they come back and ask questions, then you have the rest of the article basically to talk to them about. But you get to the point and you get to the bottom line. And one of the things that are really important, and this is one of the things I think that set women back, is the challenging that they get from men. And if you observe men, challenge, they challenge each other in reference to when they bring something to the to the uh, table. And I teach women that when they're when you're being challenged, men are not challenging you to necessarily diss what you're saying. They're challenging you because they want to see how much you actually believe in what you're bringing to the table. So the confidence that you can bring and the commitment that you can bring and having that middle part of that article ready to go will help you in giving you confidence and giving them confidence that you are uh, in the game and committed. And part of that, what, what I'm hearing you say is it's it's just about getting tough. Okay? Um, I, I really like the example about the boys on the football field because, you know, we girls are, we're brought up a little bit softer. And when we go out into that world, we have to toughen up. Yeah. And um, you, you can't let those tears, you know, fly in the workplace. Okay? No. You have to, <laughs> no, I know. That's I, one I, of my. I, I tell women, I'd say, think of a sports game. Think of the new, uh, something that, you know, something that's going on yeah. sale in the store that you want. <laughs> Get your mind off of it. Don't cry. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, don't cry. I say that too. That's one of the tips that I give in my book is just don't let the, don't let the water works out, you know? So, yeah, exactly. um, uh, but we could, you know, also I, we have some, you know, people listening to the show are also mothers. And I think that, you know, and who have daughters in college or even daughters who are, you know, 10, 11 or, or starting with five, um, maybe we can start somehow to help condition the next generation to be a little bit tougher. What do you think of that? Oh, I think it's so helpful. And that will really help women in, in entering business. I recommend that women or that moms really, really have their children be involved in team sports, not just an individual team, but in a team sports where they have, where they're going to be having a lot of interaction with coaching and with other players. Another thing that I recommend for women to bring to their children is debate and negotiations. And in, in, in high school, they can be in debate classes. And I know our, a lot of the kids say, oh, it's so boring. I don't want to go to debate. 
they need to go to debate mm-hmm. because that's going to give them the, the beginning of being challenged and being how that it's okay to be challenged and and to really teach them that and to really focus that when you are in a, in, a, in a work environment there are different conditionings but you go for what you want and don't let anyone tell you no and don't let anyone stop you because you are as equal to get that position as anybody else and if not you why not right and uh, I think that's great advice because I like to see that and I like to see people avoiding the pink aisle at Walmart, but that's my personal <laughs> opinion. Okay. But uh, anyways, um, but just back to, back to communication for a minute. Um, I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying and I think that, you know, just one or two tips the, to women on what they ha- how they have to communicate. Yes, it's in, in I always have one-liners, I have a number of them in my book, of what to pull out when you're being challenged. Because, and it's not so much of, of what you say is saying it perfectly, don't worry about that, it's that you're saying it. Is that when someone, but when you're in a meeting, for example, and someone is walking over you, and this happens all the time, and I'll put my hand up, and I'll, with, with my the palm of my hand to that person, and I'll say, I'm not quite finished yet, I have an important part of this I, I need to hear I need you to hear and or whatever you say it doesn't matter what you say just put your hand up and and really to say that that's not okay or when someone's pushing you away or someone's you know really at you uh, in, in a, a way over and above regular communication or being very forceful to you that you stand up and you say that's not okay or okay tell me what you're what you're thinking here if someone's really uh, badgering you just say and they're and they're wanting to fight with you just say okay and then let them settle down. And so there's certain ways that you can say things in a communication uh, skill with, with a man. And again, it doesn't matter exactly what you say. It's that you learn to say it. And when you are in a meeting with another woman, I say double up. It's so important. Or triple up. If you have 10 people in the meeting and there's two women in the meeting and one of the women come out and say they give an idea that you obviously agree to uh, or agree you, you are uh, looking at them and saying it makes sense, then you say to the group, you know, what Sarah just said really made sense and give maybe a, a reason, a rationale why. To help each other support each other in an actual meeting so they, men, don't come over and say, oh, we don't want to hear that. I, I talk about the number 12. And what I mean by that is when we're communicating with men, and you can tell men this, and I have in my in my negotiations, is that, okay, John, you know, I see that you, you have this point that you're getting, you know how to get to the number six, and it's three plus three. He said, yeah, that's where, I, where I'm doing, and, and, uh, and what's the issue? And I, and I tell this person, John, you know, it's also getting to six by, you know, by four plus two or five plus one. What's how we're, we're making this happen. And we're, so we're going to get to the same end goal. I may be going about it differently, but it's nothing less important than how you're going at it. And it's really important to be able to project that because our, our skills are different. Our skill sets are very, very different. And if you can own that and and plug that in to say, you know what, I hear what you're saying, and I'm going to bring up other areas to this to this uh, issue and, and and to the results here, but it may not be, look like yours, but it's it's equally as important. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one area that women probably, and I've seen in in 
the women I work with don't think about and communication is so important and the realization that the communication is different is so important and I and I would just urge also women to think about think about what it's like at your own dinner table when you have the whole family there okay and think about how the women communicate and how the men communicate and observe that and see how much detail women give and how little detail men give and that's what you're facing in the workplace <laughs> the <Yes>. same thing <laughs> so, yeah so um one last question i'm going to ask you to give a couple tips for women uh, three tips uh, for women who want to be successful but before i do that just a quick question on on dressing and presence how critical is that it's so critical it can make or break the game for you and i talk about the first impression when someone you meet the very first time, they have three, you have three seconds to make a good, <clears throat> good impression. And if you blow it, you may never be able to get that impression back. So I tell women every single day to dress and that you are on your A game. And I know that a lot of the work has gone more casual, which is fine to a degree. But if it's casual, uh, make sure it's, it's elegant casual or it is uh, high end casual. It just is the way it is. Because when you're dealing with work, it's not about you. It's not about the fashion experience you see on you know, on the TV, the media. Uh, it is about the client experience or the business person's experience that you're working with. And you want them to have a, a sense like a uniform. If you go on the airlines and you go on to Finnair, for example, Finnair, they're going to look like they're all dressed well. And you would, wouldn't want to go on to Finnair, look in the cockpit and see the uh, the captain being uh, all wrinkled with uh, with his clothes or her clothes. And, and if it's a guy, you know, sporting a five uh, five day beard, you would think, oh, my gosh, I'm getting off this airplane. The same thing applies every single day with work. So always dress as the in the eye of the client experience and dress on your A game. You could be out for lunch with a client and someone is going to introduce you to somebody. If you're dressed in basically a more of a frumpy day, frumpy outfit, we all have those in our closet, mm-hmm. um, it, you're going to lose that opportunity. And I agree with you. So I, I agree with you on that point. I think dress is is so important. And I think I would add to that also that sometimes we face in the workplace, especially since it's become more casual. And um, I came from some, uh, you know, uh, startups and don't follow the leader. Even if, even if there's men there that dress uh, bad, don't do that. Stay, stay with your A game is what I would add in. So, uh, yeah. So I just would like to, we're getting to the close here and I'd like to, um, if you had two or three quick one-liner tips for women, how they could be more successful, what would that be? The first one I want women to think about and want them to write this down and put that in their drawer is that you have more power than you think. Okay. And to start owning that power and moving forward. Super. The second one that I want women to think about is to be prepared to be challenged because men do this among themselves, as as we spoke about, and it's not to question you as much as to see how committed you are. And so when you are being challenged, in your mind, you click on that button and saying, okay, because they're interested in what I'm saying. It's not because they're not wanting to believe you. So be ready to be challenged and look at it as a positive. Mm-hmm. And lastly, with your ABCs under your belt, you stand tall and you lean into every meeting because we need you to help bring other women up. And we need to mentor, mentor, mentor. 
So with that, those are my, my three wishes for all women out there. Well, thank you very much, and that's been that's been great advice for all of us and for our listeners. We've been talking to Maria Monoris, who is the author of the Unspoken Code that is available on Amazon, and you can reach out to her at mnorris at mariaNorris.com, and that name is spelled M-A-R-J-A, and she's also under mariaNorris.com and on Maria Norris Leadership on Facebook. And thank you. It's been a really, really great talking to you today, Maria. Kimberly as well. Thank you so much for having me. So as we wrap up, there's one thing that I would like to say, and that is that that we've heard a lot of great advice today, but in the end of the day, it's up to ourselves. Although in some industries and some countries we're getting support with legislation that can help us along, but basically it's our own responsibility. Initiatives such as the EU's Movement 2020, which seeks gender balance on all publicly held companies in Europe by 2020, are great initiatives and should be very encouraging. But in the end, it's up to you. It's up to me to move ourselves along. While Maria is helping women in the U.S., we at the Women's Leadership Academy in Europe are also helping women in Europe prepare themselves for 2020. So please reach out to us at the Leadership Academy 2020 at leadershipbeyondborders.net. And we have interesting programs for the women here in Europe. And I advise you to order Maria's book. The Unspoken Code, and you can also order my book, Ponytail Talk. It's all about you winning career strategies for women. Uh, both books are on Amazon, and Maria, I think it's kind of a nice set together. So <laughs> once, <it. laughs> so once again, you're listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business, and please contact me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And just like every week, I am going to end today with a tip, a leadership word, and my leadership word for today is women, please be visible because visibility is the one thing you need if you want to climb the career ladder. And thank you, and until next week. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.